Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. We're back for another episode, our Tuesday episode, uh, heading into Auburn week. Uh, we're going to recap a couple of things from Missouri. Still got some cleanup to do on that one, Daniel. Just just a few odds and ends. Not a great deal. But for the most not, part. Not a great deal. It's big game coming up this weekend. It's hard. Big game. It's Tuesday. It's hard to not turn your attention fully to... Um, where does Auburn remind the people, Clint? Where does Auburn rank in your list of rivals? Uh, well, it's it's hard to say as my list of rivals because um, I have some. You you said last episode you got some PTSD uh, with Richard yeah. LeCount and not being able to tackle. Um, I have some PTSD as it pertains to Auburn, Daniel, and that Dagum Stadium. I just it just it just ugh. Anyway, it's not. The, the most, the, the biggest rivalry have uh, in my mind, or the most hated, I should say, because Florida is right there and I just can't stand Florida. You all should hate Florida as much as we do. Uh, but Auburn, this is a big one, Daniel. This I'm going to tell, tell you this right now. I live in the great state of Tennessee. No one, no one has to deal with more incompetent, disgusting, orange-clad college football fans than I do. Um. But Auburn sits firmly in the number two spot. Correct. In my mind. They are the navig- the chief navigator in the passenger seat holding the iPhone, calling out directions to the University of Florida who is driving the car of my hatred. Yes. Um, Tennessee is like the crying kid somewhere in the back. Um, Auburn is, this is, this is a game. This is a big game. We've got to win this game, Clint. Have to it, win this game, Daniel. Uh, and we're here to talk you through it. We're here to get all the feels out. Again, we are just a reflection of you. So if you're feeling what we're feeling, uh, and more than likely you are, glad you're here. Uh, if you're new to the pod, Locked On Podcast, Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Network, uh, we are not insiders, gurus of any sort of uh, of media credentialed amount, Daniel. We're just two fans, right? Yeah, don't... Uh, I'm I'm done saying we're just fans. We're we're better I'm than sorry. that. We're better than gurus. We're fans. Mm, fans. I see what you're doing. This is the level up from guru. We are we are the real deal. Um, uh, we're a podcast for fans by fans. We say it every week. We'd love to interact with you. Tomorrow is a mailbag. Get your mailbag questions in. We know you got stuff that you want us to talk about. We know you got questions that you want us to answer. Our opinion means exactly nothing, but you can hear it anyway. So that'll be fun. Email us at <laughs> lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at dogs podcast. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, subscribe to the show, tell your friend, give us a retweet, uh, post flyers in your neighborhood, take down those. Nobody's going to find that cat, okay? That take cat's gone. The, take y'all. down the cat flyers, put up some lockdown bulldogs flyers. Uh, that's going to help out the community. You know what I'm saying? That's going a to lot, be a, a lot more than that cat. That being is found. a public service to the community and if there are two honest, raccoons who are getting fat right now on that cat all right okay all right too too much too over the line that was someone's pet that was a beloved member of someone's family clinton you had to just go and talk about the raccoons we're here every day monday through friday talking about absolute nonsense as well as all things georgia sports um uh tuesday speaking of georgia sports uh basketball team back in action tonight clint we will uh talk about that 
uh, mm-hmm. later in the week. But for today, Clint, what are we talking about today? we got a couple segments, three of them to be exact. Uh, we're going to have a mild take, medium take, hot take, a new introduction to our Tuesday segment. Daniel is going to give you a mild take. I'm going to give you a medium take. And then Daniel's got a spicy hot take for you. Uh, second segment, would you rather? One of our favorite segments of the Tried entire week. It is tried and true. Uh, Daniel and I are going to ask each other a series of would-you-rather questions. They're going to pit us in impossible answer situations. And then lastly, uh, we're kind of like the 3-3-3. Three, three, three. We got we got like a, a whole kind of theme going on here. Because uh, then we're going to end our third segment with excited, nervous, and don't sleep on. Where we tell you what we are excited for. It's pretty simple. What we're nervous for, also pretty simple. And then don't sleep on, which you shouldn't overlook. And we are taking notice that this could happen. Uh, so Daniel, let's start with our first segment, which is mild take, medium take, hot take. Lead us off. You know, not all takes can be spicy. Uh, we all like the spicy takes. We love to give spicy takes on this podcast. Not all takes can be spicy. Sometimes it's important to just state what might seem like an obvious point. But sure. you just need to put your foot down and reiterate it. I'm going to tell you this, Clint. Uh, Lawrence Cager, this is my mild take. Lawrence Cager cannot, nor will he, be stopped against Auburn. Oh. He, the man cannot and will not be stopped against hmm. this Auburn team. Now, of course, he is our best receiver. Of course, he did... Uh, completely torch the Florida defense. A Florida defense who ranks 25th in the nation in yards given up against the pass, Clint. Now, quick reminder, who would you say is the best passing team that Florida has played this year? Uh, Well, they played Auburn at one point, Daniel. Well, they did. That's not a thing. That is, I said, best passing team. Listen carefully. I'm going to speak slowly. Who is the best passing team that Florida has played this year? I'll give you a hint. They are the current national champions, the LSU Tigers, the best team in college football. Florida played them. Florida still, after playing LSU and after playing, uh, after giving up two million yards to Lawrence Cager, they still rank 25th in the country in yards given up against the pass. Clint, mm. Auburn ranks 57th in that same category in the country, outside Oops. of the top 50. Now Auburn had to play LSU. How'd that Auburn go? Play, has Auburn played Alabama yet? How- I'll tell you. Auburn only lost to LSU, held them 23 points. Right. Didn't do so bad. But I'm just saying Auburn can't use that as an excuse because Florida had the same game. Florida has had Florida had to play Georgia, whereas Auburn had to play uh, Oregon early in the year. Um, neither prolific passing teams. No. Um, but both very quality opponents. Um Auburn giving up 221 yards a game against the pass. Just contrast that with 176 yards that Georgia gives up against the pass. Hmm. Uh, 50 yards less per game. Um, This is an Auburn defense that um, is prone to give up a yard or two against the pass. Yes, they are. And Lawrence Cager has been known 
when the team struggles to run the ball and the team needs a big game, the team needs a big catch, Lawrence Cager is known to he's known to have a game, Clint, is he not? He's known to show up in a big way and say, let me carry you all the way to victory. That's He's going he to gonna do that against Auburn. The man's going to eat. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty mild take. I like that take. True take. I like it. I'm going to give you a medium take. I'm going to step you up one notch. Okay. Uh, is it fair to say, Daniel, that our offensive line has some good players? Is that is that a fair statement to be said? I think... I think certainly less fair things have been said than yeah. that. I mean, it's a pretty fair it's a pretty fair thing. You might even go to say we have some great players on our team, you, highly touted recruits on our team. You Daniel. you might say that. Okay. You, you might. I'm gonna say this right now, and this is this is a medium take. It's not as spicy as other takes. Uh, I'm gonna give you the second most important offensive lineman on our team. Second. Okay. And his name is Cade Mays. Cade Mays is our second most important player on our offensive line, Daniel. And I'll tell you why he's our second most important offensive player. Please do. Uh, Andrew Thomas, undoubtedly number one. If if you want to fight me on that, I, I don't have time for you. Okay. I don't have Just, time for to argue why the best player in America, regardless correct. of position, is the best player on our offensive line. <laughs> correct. Great. Uh, and Cade Mays is most important player some some may say uh isaiah or or ben or or number of of certainly the injury at center position right now little little concerning with snaps okay very concerning trey come on bro um but i'll tell you why he's the most important daniel he has played every single position on the offensive line he is nasty he is an enforcer he is a punisher he is a dude that is smart that is competitive ultra competitive not just competitive ultra uber competitive knows mm-hmm. how to make calls can play anywhere along the offensive line when anytime anybody needs to come out from a play Cade Mays is the first call you make to get out there. Um, he is uh, great at run. He's gotten so much better in pass pro. I think the second most important, I didn't say skill-wise, second most important player to our offensive line is Cade Mays. That's my medium take. I like that medium take. It calls me back to longtime listeners to the show will remember that early in the year, we uh, first game of the season, you and I were live and in person at the Vanderbilt game. Mm-hmm. We were at Vanderbilt Stadium, where I will reiterate, we did not get into a fist fight with an elderly gentleman who was sitting in front of us. One more time. Did not. For the record, we did not. Did not. Get into a physical altercation with an elderly gentleman. We'll just leave it at that. But one of the things that stood out to me from that game was the sheer gargantuan size of one Cade Mays. It was obvious from the time the team ran out of the tunnel that one of those people was not like the others. And he was wearing number 77, and he was big Cade Mays. I love like that medium take. I'm going to give you a hot take, Clint. Okay. Now listen, a hot take, a spicy take, a good spicy take, it's meant to burn a little bit. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that means some of you out there may need a glass of milk. Standing by because you might not, mm-hmm. you might not be ready for the spicy take I'm going to give you. Here's the hot take I'm going to give you. We gave a lot of, um, a lot of love to the defense in the last episode of this podcast, did we not, Clint? Oh, lots of love. 
called him one of our fa- my favorite defenses to watch as a whole unit since I've been a Georgia fan. Safe to say we're very high on the defense. Very high. Now listen, I'm I'm high on the defense as well. Here's my hot take though. Uh, Kelly Bryant would have scored a touchdown against against this defense. And it probably would have been a rushing touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't with his arm, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Clint, I'll go one step further. I'll tell you that the shutout and the rushing touchdown streak do not matter at all to me. I do but, not gain one bit of confidence in our defense from those two things. Right now... Uh, our Twitter followers are screaming people, so many are, emojis at you right now. People are beginning to be infuriated with me. Listen to me. I didn't say I don't have any confidence in our defense. I just said those two things, the fact that we shut out Missouri, who was playing with a junior varsity high school quarterback. That poor kid. Uh, the fact that we shut them out and they did not score a rushing touchdown against us does not increase my confidence in this defense whatsoever. The defense did exactly what the defense was supposed to do. Correct. Georgia fans, we were supposed to shut that team out. Look at that team for one second, if you will. Name a player on it. Still waiting. Because you can't pronounce the tight end's name. That's why you can't do anything. (laughs) That offense never had a chance to score against us I'm not, the defense performed admirably yeah they did okay when i hire you to come and fix my plumbing and then you come to my house and you fix my plumbing and my uh-huh. plumbing works i that's that's a good job you've done but that's what you were supposed to do like, I don't need to give you an award for that. That's just called doing your job. Our defense did their job on Saturday. I'm not saying they're not elite. I'm not saying I don't love them. I'm just saying don't get – don't sell yourself down the river by this rushing touchdown streak and the shutout and whatever. Like, we, if we didn't shut that team out, it would have been embarrassing. Same with Kentucky. Yeah. Same, with, same with Kentucky. It's that our defense is playing great, but let's not go crazy here. Slow your roll is what Daniel's saying. I like it. Uh, Hey, we're going to come right back with a little would you rather. All right, Daniel, let's hit it up on a couple would you rathers. Now, this this segment is pretty easy, is it not, Daniel? It's a pretty it's pretty pretty straightforward. straightforward. You have you have two choices. Correct. Pick one. Yeah, that's it. A or B. All right, I'm going to start us out. I'm going to give you A or B. Would you rather? Would you rather Lawrence Cager, aka the Cager, Sir Lawrence Sir Cager. of Cager. Lawrence of Cager is what we're calling him. No. <laughs> Lawrence of Cager. Uh, yes. If he is not 100%, okay? Okay. Would you rather him gut it out or sit this game if he's not 100%? If we know that he's at 70% of his health bar on a video game, would you rather him gut it out or sit? Um... Clint, if he's at 20% of his health on a video game, I still want him to gut it out. Uh I need him to gut it out, Clint. Because if not, you better hide the sharp objects from me. Because we're not winning this game if Lawrence Cage doesn't play, Clint. I I I don't know how to say this any differently. We will not win the game 
If Lawrence Kedger goes out on the first series of the game, Georgia fans, turn it off and walk away. We're not winning the, the game. emergence of Jorge does not give you any any hope for that. Sometimes the amount of negativity that I I have the ability to possess within my being, Clint, does not allow for hope to exist. <laughs> I get that not all of you are like that. I get that some of you are dumb, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but. But I just I can't. I, if Lawrence Cager doesn't go in this game, and I expect him to. I expect him to gut it out. I expect him to not be a hundred percent, and I expect him to still dominate. I just told you, I expect him to dominate this game. But if for whatever reason he he goes out early in this game, ooh, Clint, I'm not I'm not here for it. I can't. Uh, by the way, I just read the the handbook on how to increase podcast listeners, and rule one says don't call them dumb. I so, take it back. I none just, of you are none of you are dumb. You all just have the ability to be positive when yes. I do not. That is not when Daniel and I we we have no clue how you guys do it. But keep doing it. We hey, like you. You you do you help us. Help help bring us up. Clint, I'm gonna ask you one here. Um uh, would you rather this be this is a simple, straightforward one. Yeah. Game against Auburn at Jordan Hare Stadium. I refuse to pronounce it like an idiot would. Um, game at Jordan Hare Stadium. Would you rather this game be a low-scoring game or a high-scoring game? Now, I, I imagine uh, both teams are included on this. You know that we're both low-scoring affairs. So the, the sure, team Georgia is... Georgia wins, or Georgia doesn't matter. Like, but yeah, yeah. would yeah. you rather it be low-scoring or high-scoring? Um. I need this game. I need this game to be low scoring, Daniel. And here's why I need it to be low scoring. Okay. I need it to be low scoring for this. I need our defense going from here on out supremely confident. I need us getting out of the coming weeks into the SEC championship game, feeling all the feels of of our oats feeling that we are just the biggest baddest brawny men that could ever step on a football field that's what i need because lsu's defense does not scare me auburn's defense scares me in one regard and and that may come up in the show uh but i our offense can go up toe-to-toe I'm, I'm not that nervous i need to know that we can we can win the games that are 10, 13, 10, 17, 10, whatever that is. Uh, I've seen the other, the 35, 38 games that we've lost, Daniel. I, I don't need those anymore, okay? That hard hard pass on that. My heart can't take it. Uh, I want a low-scoring game. Whew. For, for whatever reason, a low-scoring game feels more nerve-wracking to me than a high-scoring game. So I'm not sure. not sure how I feel about that one. F- Follow-up to that, though. Would you yeah. rather you're talking about the defense maintaining confidence? This might be related. Would you rather a scenario where Georgia allows a rushing touchdown in this game? Uh-huh. And wins the game by 17 points. Okay? Or a scenario where Georgia does not allow a rushing touchdown in the game. Does allow passing touchdowns in the game. Sure. And wins the game by only 6 points. Okay, so you're asking me if we win comfortably by th- by by three possessions, 
but we give up a statistic that has anomalies all over the place that happenstance has a lot to play in or win the game by one possession but we keep and a statistic maintain what will now be i think the longest streak of not allowing a rushing touchdown in the history of the program uh, give me crushing Auburn at their place by 17 and giving up a rushing touchdown all day long, twice on Sundays. All day long. Make them cry. Make them quit. Let them score three rushing touchdowns if you want. Beat them 50 care. to 21. That'd sure. be fantastic. <laughs> that would be glorious. Um, please let Gus Malzahn make some snarky comment about how they scored a rushing touchdown in the postgame press conference the way Dan <laughs> Mullen would. If we beat them 50-21 to 21 and they score the first rushing touchdown of the year, we we assume Dan Mullen would say that. We don't know because Dan Mullen's team hasn't scored a rushing touchdown against us. And so That's we're, true. Can't we're use it un- as an excuse. We're unsure. All right, we are. That does it for Would You Rather. We're going to get into one of our favorite segments every week. What are you nervous? What are you excited about? What are you nervous about? What should we not sleep on but first manscaped is the number one men's below the belt grooming company get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com all right daniel we're coming back with excited nervous don't sleep on uh this is where we we get a little bit more into the game coming up on saturday uh so daniel what are you excited about uh for this upcoming game I'll tell you what I'm excited about, Clint, and I can't believe we made it this long in the podcast and his name hasn't come up. I am excited about another JV backup caliber quarterback for our defense to feast on. As you may recall, Hmm. um, Kentucky playing their third string quarterback, a wide receiver against us, running the read option wildcat the entire game. I think Denzel Um, Washington was actually head coach of that game for them on the sidelines. Just remember the Titans-esque. Last week against Missouri, uh, similar situation, Kelly Bryant. um, The coach just said, hey, look, we're appealing this NCAA ruling. We're trying to make a bowl game. We're not trying to get our quarterback injured in a game we have no prayer of winning, so let's let's just put anybody out there. Um, uh, and um, our defense did not miss an opportunity to um, to eat, as you would say, Clint. Mm-hmm. And and eat they did. And Clint, we are playing another quarterback of that same ilk this week. What's that you say? Bo Nix is not the backup quarterback for Auburn University. He's um, not. He's as good as a backup quarterback. I know that. Uh. I would rather, if he were on my team, he wouldn't even be the backup quarterback. I know that. Like, we this is, this is if real life Rudy were playing quarterback for Auburn. Like, feel good story? Yes. Um, hometown hero? Sure. Mm-hmm. Good at football? No. No, Bo Nix is not good at football, and Bo Nix is going to feel a significant amount of pain this week. Mm. Uh, Bo Nix, the man born to be 
quarterback at Auburn, willed there by his parents. Talk about being forced on you. Good golly. Yes, yes. You want to talk about a deal made with the devil early yeah. in a young child's life. They went down to New Orleans. They found uh-huh. themselves some sort of a voodoo situation. Crossroad demon said, come on in. And they said, yep, we'll take it. We'll Starting quarterback in Auburn. Uh I like that. Daniel, what I'm excited about is to continue to dominate Auburn. I don't know if you know this, Daniel. By dominate, I mean we are 7-3 and three the last 10 meetings oh, that against good. Auburn. Uh, we're 13-7 and seven beyond that if you go to the 20, if you go 20 back. Uh, but the past decade, we are 7-3. and three. I can't wait to, to continue that streak and go 8-3 and three in the last 11 against Auburn. And here's why I'm so excited for that. This game, every single time this game comes around, it feels like it is supposed to be this gargantuan close matchup, Daniel. Every single time, without mm-hmm. fail. Everybody talks about it as such. South's oldest rivalry. Uh, just on and on and on and on and on. Okay. Uh, we dominate them. We're going to continue dominating them because Auburn mm-hmm. is trash, ran by a trash head coach mm-hmm. who did exactly what he was used to doing, which was going out and getting a JV quarterback and bringing him to a JV system and mm-hmm. every once in a while stumbling across a win. And we are the proven commodity who is professional and knows what we're doing. I'm excited just to continue beating up on a younger brother who can't help but be who he is. I hey, love Gus, that about Auburn. Gus, run some run some jet motion action, smoke screen, pre-play movement. Maybe Kirby will be fooled by that. <laughs> How is that? Is that your strategy, Gus? I know. Clap your hands harder to get them up to the line faster. Do yeah. do that, Gus. That'll be good. Um, if Dan Mullen is Kirby Smart's uh, son. <laughs> Gus Malzahn is like the neighborhood kid that is he's just kind of shrimpy but he's still got a big big time attitude um, who who fancies himself Kirby's equal but just gets absolutely destroyed every time he comes around to play backyard football that's who Gus Malzahn is just the annoying little kid that's constantly chirping in your ear clint that's what we're excited about um uh, let's talk about what we're nervous about though and i'm going to talk about uh i think obvious the obvious unit on this team this auburn team that makes you nervous is the defensive line Hmm. uh to me it goes without saying they have top five player in the country in Derek brown on their defensive line um uh Bryant is a good player. Uh they got several quality big time athletic defensive linemen. I'm nervous, Clint, about negative plays in the run game. I'm not nervous in terms of the pass protection. I think the offensive line showed me enough against Florida that I I trust them with the pass protection. That makes me nervous to trust anyone for anything. Right. But I'm nervous about the negative plays in the run game. The first down run or second and six run that goes for negative two yards. Those are mm-hmm. drive killers. They set up the third and longs. Again, you can't you can't trust Auburn to to 
to defecate on the bed as badly as Florida did. They are not coached by Todd Grantham on defense. Mm-hmm. And so you can't expect to convert every third down against them. We've got to get into more manageable third down situations. And negative plays in the run game make it almost impossible to get into manageable third down situations. That is the thing that makes me most nervous in this game. It's not the two-yard runs and we can't seem to break one. It's okay. the negative plays in the run game where Isaiah Wilson gets whipped off the line of scrimmage in the run game and it's a tackle in the backfield. Those are the plays we just can't have. Yeah, uh, Daniel, that that uh, that's my most nervous part. We had, I hinted at it earlier, but that uh, stout core of the defensive line is scary. Daniel, I, uh, I led with this in the last episode. I, I hinted at it. I hate this stadium, Daniel. I just, I hate this stadium. There's something that happens when our team enters here that it just makes me queasy and uneasy all over the place. I, I start shaking, visibly shaking, when when this stadium comes into view and that stupid eagle starts flying around and the stupid fans that can't figure out what to call their team. I, I just... No idea. No clue. Um, I I get all sorts of nervous about that stadium, Daniel. And uh, it's got like some sort of voodoo hex. Talk about Crossroads Demon. I, I want to dig up the 50-yard line and see what's under there. See what kind of time capsule and, and blood oath was was buried under there. Yes, I agree with you, Clint. It is a tough place to play. Um. And I will back that up by recalling some recent games there. Mm, oh, gosh. 2017. Um, we were ranked number one. We lost 40-17. Got blown out. Yep. Got blown out. Not a fun game. No. Two, two years before that, 2015, uh, we won. Two years before that, 2013, we lost a five-point game. Aaron Murray was a heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. The year before that, we played in Auburn, Alabama at Jordan-Hare Stadium. We won 38 to nothing. Hmm. Uh, two years before that, we lost. So we're 3-3 three and three in the last six. Two years before that, we won. Two years before that, we won. Two years before that, we lost. Two years before that, we won. So we're 6-4. and four. Okay. Clint, in last the last ten, okay. 10. we're okay. six and four at Auburn. I think you got a bad taste in your mouth. I do. But I do. Clint, Two years ago, really upset me. I'll just tell you that's that ain't bad. It's not. It ain't bad. like it ain't like that place is a place that we can't go in there and win. See what you just did to me is you just you did the equivalent of the kid saying about boogeyman under the bed and just like dad going under the flashlight be like show. Show me where the boogeyman is. That's what you just did to me, Daniel. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Uh, Clint, what should we not sleep on in this game? What is it that people are probably not thinking about happening in this game that maybe they should begin to think about? Here's what you should begin to think about in in a big, big way. Uh, Don't sleep on our defense having four-plus sacks in this game. And here's why. Mm. Okay. Um, The... The actual offensive system that Auburn plays is just a dumpster fire. We all know this. We all understand this. Um, but Bo Nix, 
I know a lot was made. Five-star kid, dual threat quarterback number one, 33rd ranked recruit in the entire nation or something when he came out. I don't care about any of that. I just I just don't care about any of that. Here's why I don't nope. care about any of that. The kid has no clue how to make a pass on the big stage with big boys running around him. He has no clue, Daniel. He sails that ball all over the place. The kid loves, loves his athleticism, doesn't he? Doesn't oh. he trust his legs a great deal? The kid is Johnny Manziel <laughs> in his mind. Right. That's exactly what he is. Uh, Daniel, I, I want to ask you, he's he's a pretty quick kid. Like like all he's he's fast, mm. right? Kids mm-hmm. kids fast. Um, let me let me go through some list of, of our sack leaders and ask you if he's as quick as these guys. Uh, do, do you think Nolan Smith is gonna gonna get outran by him on the edge? Daniel? I'll take my chances with four. I'll just I will. I'll hitch my I, I wagon to four. Uh, what about Quay Walker, the the aforementioned mm-hmm. Quay last episode? I think he's got a, a step on on Bo. I believe what he about, could probably turn on the Jets. I think he can too. Aziz, what is Aziz known for coming off that mm-hmm. edge? Oh yeah. gosh, Aziz going to uh, hit him with that club. He's not even going to know what's happening. Not going to know what happened. Look, guys, uh, don't sleep on Bo Nix being completely clueless as to where to throw this ball when the smoke screen and running back tunnel screen mm-hmm. isn't there because those like are that's all he they've has. been running that same play for the last 10 years and maybe we're ready for it don't sleep on four plus sacks this game mm. daniel what I'm should t- we not sleep on i'm gonna tell you this i just hit you with the fact that i'm nervous about negative plays in the run game mm-hmm. um, there might be a few negative plays in the run game but um it's been a minute since we called deandre swift's name you know what I'm saying? Like, it has. It has. It's been, it's been a hot minute. Now, listen, is that fair to the young man? No. no. Did he have an, a massive run against Florida and another one called back because of a holding penalty? Did he have a massive run against Missouri? Uh, yes, he did. He, but DeAndre Swiss, I believe, is due for another big game. Mm. Don't sleep on 100 yards from this kid. DeAndre Swift, don't sleep on another big game on the ground. I think we get the lead in this game, and then I think DeAndre Swift takes over. I think there's going to be a little bit of – I think he's a guy, and there are others. I think he's a guy that's going to to remember 2017 Auburn game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twenty—I should say, the twenty seventeen regular season Auburn game. Mm-hmm. Correct. There, there were there were two, and there we remember two. them both. I think there's still some people that recall the way they played the last time we were in that stadium that don't want a repeat performance. I think DeAndre was one of them, and I think he will have a big game on Saturday. I love it, Daniel. Love it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. It's media. Wednesday, we're going to talk about dumb stuff we read on the internet. Sometimes it just falls into our lap because people can't help but put foot into mouth. And we're there for it when that happens. Uh, if you want to ask us a question, get to our mailbag, lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, Dogs Podcast. Uh, we love to hear from you. Ask us a question. We'll get it on the show. We'll answer it uh, for Wednesday, Wednesday's episode. Uh, until then, we'll see you guys. See you.